Genesis chapter 15. We're going to chapter 15 now. We finished 14. We, we finished most of the chapters. Amen. <clears throat> we started in chapter 12, 13, 14, and 15. Basically, we're just going through it, okay? Ooh, boy. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. Let's get after it. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram, okay, in a vision, saying, do not fear, Abraham. I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me since I am childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, since you have given no offspring to me, one born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this man will not be your heir but one who will come forth from your own body shall be your heir. And he took him outside and said, look towards the heavens, count the stars if you're able to count them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Verse six, then he believed in the Lord and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. Verse seven, and he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. I want to talk about this morning overcoming discouragement and disappointments. Overcoming discouragement and disappointments. Let us pray. Father, we're grateful uh, for your grace and mercy. I ask now for the forgiveness of my sins. Stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice, Lord. Uh, cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy. Touch my body. Heal me completely, Lord, so that I might carry out your work. And God, bless your people now. Touch them. And Lord, speak now, Lord, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this place now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Our men are on post today. Amen. <clears throat> amen. We've, we've come uh, to this part of our um, journey face-to-face -face with Abraham. And um, we've, we've seen him. If, 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 if you would... I, I would say that we've been we've been walking along with him through his through the stages of life and his calling with God, his walk with God. It's amazing when you do a character study how you see a lot of parallels to your life. But uh, but I, I I I find it very interesting, just like I found it very interesting in the last message. There's so many things that come up in the faith journey that sometimes it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, the, way I picture, the way I paint or picture life sometimes is totally opposite of what I read in Scripture. If I had my way, I wouldn't want things to happen the way it has in my personal life. I would probably wish for something different. 
But the reality of it is when you're on a faith journey, you don't get to dictate to God the outcome. You don't get to dictate to God how, amen, it's going to happen. But the beautiful thing about the faith journey is this, that you know that you're not alone. Now, I told you that I have some things to reveal to you going through this journey with Abram, and this is one of them. And I want to say this to you, and I want you to write this down somewhere, that after every spiritual victory, after every spiritual joy, after giving glory to God, after not giving in to the pressures of life and people, after taking the low road, you have to remember after every victory, there's going to be a valley. After every victory, we may enter into some of the lowest places in life. I've noticed that in my life. That after I have helped someone, after I've counseled someone, after I've led someone to Christ or bring somebody back from the dead, spiritually that is, I find that some of my lowest days comes right after. And if we're not careful, amen, we can fall into discouragement and disappointment. As you look at this text, you may not see it, but it's there. Abram had just defeated all the kings. Come on, help somebody. He had rescued Lot. He had done something that men had never done before. He was wealthy beyond what you can imagine. But yet... Abraham was disappointed. And when I say disappointed, I mean extremely disappointed. To the point that fear had set into him again. His nephew Lot, whom Abram had reared and loved like a son, had chosen to follow after the world instead of God. He was living a worldly life. You know, you could want a life for your loved ones. But unless they want it for themselves, I stop by to tell you, you can't force a life onto somebody that don't want it. And this, my brothers and sisters, is disappointing. It's disappointing when your loved ones choose pleasure and the possessions of this world rather than the promises of God. Are you following me? Abram had conquered giants. Beat everybody that came in front of him. But there's some things in life we realize that we just can't beat. And so the text says, after these things, watch this. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not fear Abram. 
Can I tell you something? Abram did not articulate it. But it was in his heart. You never see Abraham saying anything before God showed up to him in, verse, in chapter 15, verse 1. Check it out. You know what I know about God from this passage? He knows what I'm afraid of. He knows what's discouraging me. Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. God knows about your disappointments and your discouragements. God knows what's in your heart. And before you could say anything, he's going to send a word to encourage you. Are you with me? Check this out. It had been about 10 years in the land of Canaan. And Abram thought to himself, he had nothing to show for it. No promised son, no land, no nothing. Oh, I wish I had somebody. In other words, even after victory, even after conquering the land, Abram looked at his life like so many of us look at your life. Now you're sitting here I am. I'm, I'm 30 now. Come on, help me somebody. Look at me now. I'm 50 now. What do I have? I'm 60 now. What do I have to show for it? And it can be discouraging. Are you with me? But I want to tell you something. Everything looked impossible. Everything the way it looked to him now. Imagine this. Imagine fighting. Listen, no matter how many victories and material things he had, the only thing he wanted, he couldn't get it. That is that child. That promised child to pass on his legacy it was in his eyes it looked like it was never going to happen his disappointment level had reached a point where God had to intervene can I help you with something God knows about your disappointments he knows about your discouragements and guess what he will intervene but you got to be listening text says he says God appeared to him in a vision note that, that Abram states his case three times to God. Let's look at it. He says, first he says, after these things, he says, do not fear. Watch this, Abram. I am a shield to you. Watch this. He says, your reward shall be very great. He said, yeah, I heard you said that before. Abram did not articulate his discouragement, his disgust, and his disappointment, but God appeared to him. I thank God that we serve a God that knows what's really going on in our hearts. Here's the thing. If you stay at home all the time, you ain't going to get it. You got to come to the place where God can speak to you. Are you with me? Watch the text. Watch what he says. He's, look what Abram said. Now watch his language. See, you got to know how to read scripture. Watch the language. It doesn't say it, but it's tell your neighbor's disappointment and discouragement. Why did God say to him, don't fear, Abraham? Abram? Look at verse 2. Abram said, oh, Lord God, what will you give me since I'm what? Can I, can I say this to you? Your children could either be a blessing to you or a curse. 
Are you with me? They could either be a, 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 a make you proud or make you discouraged. Are you with me? But here's the other thing about your children you need to know. You, you and I as parents have to pour into our children. Watch this. Don't let them do it the American way. Let them do it the godly way. Where you pour into them so that they can carry on your name and your legacy. You see, that's the devil's way. The devil wants us to say, oh yeah, just do what you do. Go on and live your life. Make a name for yourself. No, in the biblical times, it matters if a person had a child or not. And what that child represented in the life of their parents, watch this, is blessings. Abram had all the material things in the world. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Parents, you better listen to me. Amen. Don't let the world and the system, watch this, cause you to think that when they turn 18, that's it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Keep pouring into them because they are a blessing to you. Can you imagine, can I ask you something? What's the one thing you're so desiring to have that you haven't gotten yet? And it's caused you discouragement. It's, caught, it's, it's brought you disappointment. Every time you think you're there, every time you try to apply, every time you try, come on, help me, to go forward, every time you try to do something towards what you think your destiny is, watch this, you keep getting no's, you keep getting no's, but you got to understand that God knows. He says, I'm childless. Verse 3, you, he says, you have given me no son, no seed. Abram said, you have given no offspring to me. See how it can turn? See how your discouragement can turn? But see, here's what I love about Abram. He was honest enough with God, not arrogant, but honest enough with God to share God, this is how I feel. There's a way to tell God, this is how I feel. I wish I had somebody. He says, look, at, he says, listen, my, out of my house, Eliezer of Damascus was his servant. He said, that's all I got. Lot then tripped out. Nobody, this whole thing, this whole destiny and dynasty that I'm building is going to go to somebody else. I wish I had somebody. And here's a, here's a lesson for our children. Amen. Live for legacy. Amen. Whatever your parents is building, don't sell the house after they die. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Pass it on. Especially if they're trying to leave you something. Boy, it's a lesson here, boy. But it was discouraging to him. The fact that, the fact that, watch this, the fact that he had done all of this and yet with all his victories, it wasn't enough. Anybody there in life? Well, it's just, it's, it's like I'm doing all of this and it's just not enough. And listen, and, it, and, and guess what? Sometimes it gets discouraging, but I want you to know something. You got to hold on. You got to hold on just a little bit longer, but I want to show you what you got to do. Look at the text at verse four. Verse four says, behold. Now watch this. First God came in a vision. 
God had to show up in a vision to encourage him. Oh, wait till we get to Elijah. This face-to-face, we're going to just be doing a whole bunch of, you know, character studies. What till we get to Elijah? I noticed something, saints. After every victory, there's a valley. This is why you cannot get comfortable after your victory. After you get what you've been praying for, mm, stay humble. You understand what I'm saying? Be grateful. Keep a spirit of gratitude, a spirit of, Lord, thank you, Lord. Lord, yes, I thank you. Don't think that you just got it and you got away with it. Lord, have mercy. Watch this. Watch verse 4. What does verse 4 say? Verse 4 says this. It says, then behold what? The word of the Lord came to him. Are you seeing this? The word of the Lord came to him saying, this man will not be your heir, but one who will come what? One who will come forth. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Now you're asking me to dream a little bit. He's 86 right now. And you know, stuff don't work right around that time for some. He was shooting powder. See what I'm saying? He, and he was missing. Sarah was barren. Every time he tried, he came up short. Can I have witness? Do I have witness? Do I have witness? <laughs> so he said, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. But in other words, what I'm trying to say is, amen, he was past child-rearing age, right? And his wife's womb was what? Barren. And so what is God saying to him? God is saying like, hold on, man, don't you worry about it. I got you. But how many times have you read the word of God and something hits you, right? And you're like, yeah, I'm running on that. And then uh, uh, two days later, you forget all about what God has said. See, what we do is we, we rely so much on man's words that we don't really rely on God's word. So if I were to give you a point, it would be this. How do you overcome that? Discouragement and disappointment. Disappointment is discouragement. This is what you got to do. Every time these doors are open, you come. Okay? And before long, you'll find out that God is going to speak to you. Matter of fact, God speaks to you every service. But what I'm saying to you today is this. The word is what we need when we face discouragement. When we face disappointment. Listen, you can look to your friends or your family. They won't change your situation. But tell your neighbor when you get a word from the Lord. See, when you get a word from the Lord, when you know the pastor don't know what's going on in your life, when the preacher stands here and you know he knows nothing about what you're going through, that's how you know you got a word from the Lord. 
And I don't know about you. <laughs> I was telling, I was telling uh, Yudari this way. I said, it doesn't matter who's up there preaching. Get out of that mindset, pastor ain't up there preaching, so I can't listen. No, you better sit yourself down and pray the Holy Ghost will fill you so that you can listen because there may be something there for you and maybe God needed to deliver it through that man to you. I'm talking about at this church. I ain't talking about on YouTube. Now you listen to one voice. You ever notice since you start listening to me how things start changing in your life? Oh, y'all don't want to say amen, huh? Some of you ain't listening, so you ain't got it yet. That's why we're confused, because we're trying to hear all kinds of voices. But listen to me, the word of God, watch this. But here's what you got to do when you look for a word, of, word from God, watch this. You also have to believe what God is saying from his word, because watch this, whatever God is going to say to you from the word, it's not going to add up or make sense or look attainable right now. God already told me. Years ago, God told me. Oh, he revealed some things to me many years ago. And I'm seeing it come to pass now, but it's almost scary because that's just just, just piece of what he showed me. See, sometimes, watch this, what looks impossible, you better believe it's going to come to pass. Whatever you believe you're destined to do, remember, you may not be there right now, but if you hold on just a little bit longer, if you look to the what? Look for a word from the Lord. Stop believing what people are saying and watch this. Look for a word from the Lord. The Bible says that he had a vision, but now the word came and said, listen, man. You're going to have a son but I, who will come forth from your own body. Can you imagine this? You're going to have your own business. You're going to have your own situation. You're going to buy your house. You're going to, come on somebody. And I ain't just talking about material things. I'm talking about you will grow in character. You will move past your situation right now. Yes, you. I'm talking to you this morning. Because the word comes from God. Are you with me? Oftentimes, God knew the level of Abram's discouragement. So what does he do? He illustrates it for him. Watch this. Verse 5. He took him outside. You got to be willing to go. <laughs> you can't just be willing to know. You got to be willing to, to what? To go. Because faith without works is dead. You can keep talking faith all you want, but until you and I, watch this, until we go, we won't know what it's like to walk by faith. See, Abram's life is a picture of faith. You remember where he started? God took him. He came. He failed. He got back up. Watch this, and it's been a journey. But now he's in that valley of discouragement and disappointment. I don't know if you've ever felt disappointment, man. But I want to tell somebody here today that disappointment, come on somebody, 
It can ruin you. It can hurt you, especially when you think it's, watch this, you're doing what's right, but you just keep seeing a different picture every time. But can I help you with something? You got to trust God. But look, look, look what he says next. He says, and he took him outside and he said, now look towards the what? So here's my, here's my next point. Lift your head and look towards heaven. What's the point there, Pastor? Let me tell you why. You see, lifting your head, now, now God is illustrating to him. He says, lift your head. He, said, he took him outside and said, now look towards heaven. Count the stars. See? If you are what? Able to count them. And he said to him, so shall your what? Why is it so hard to believe for some of us that you're going to be great? Come on, y'all. That you're not always going to be right there where you are. Come on, somebody. Why? Why is it so hard for us to believe that God can bless what you're trying to do? You know why he told him to look towards heaven? Write this down. To give him general revelation that there is a God. That's what you call general revelation. When I said look for a word from the Lord, that's called special revelation. All right? Watch this. General revelation says to you and I that there is a God. Who created the stars? Who created the moon? Come on, somebody. Who created all of the galaxies that we know about now? I'm just saying, like, who, who caused the sun to rise? Come on and help me, somebody. Who, who rotates the earth around every single day? I'm just saying what I'm saying is God told him to look up to give him the illustration of what his descendants would be like. Watch this. But, but watch, what, what, watch where I'm going by application. I believe that you got to lift your head because in discouragement and in disappointment, what do we do? We put our heads down. Do I have anybody? But I want to tell somebody here today that you, you will see a vision of your future. Watch this. If you, if you clearly understand that your future is in God's hands. And in the right time, at the right season, God will push you into your future. Are you with me? But what he was trying to encourage Abram to do, he said, man, I want you to look up now. Can I ask you a question? What visible illustration has God given you? Come on, somebody. That he's going to bless you. How many you feel it in your heart? But see, what I believe is that God will give us glimpses of what he's going to bless us with. Can I help somebody with something? If you stop having vision for your future, you have to envision yourself already where you want to be. 
Because if you keep walking with your head hung low, you will never really see the bigger picture. And I want to say to somebody here today, he created everything, but you got to pay attention to what God shows you after he encourages you. Are you with me? So he gives you a word, but what is he showing you? How many of you, why do you think it's the vision church? <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. What I found out about people is that we give up in discouragement and in disappointment because we tried and failed, tried and failed, tried and failed. Listen, the more you fail, the stronger you will become. For every risk, there's a lesson learned. Are you with me? And if you don't take no risk, you won't know what the lesson is. Are you with me? But, but it's about walking by faith. And I look at Abram and I say, like, man, look at how God is encouraging this man. He's saying, look, in the, look up at the stars. But it was not just for the stars. It was for him to understand who created Who created it? Listen, you don't need much when you know who created this universe. You don't need much when you understand that he's a God, come on somebody, who sustains this universe. I'm trying to tell you to go further beyond what you're looking for. And I'm trying to tell you that God wants you to know more about him other than what he can do for you. God wants you to know his nature, his attributes. God wants you to know that he's love. God wants you to know that he's faithful. God wants you to know that he's sovereign. God wants you to know that he's compassionate, that he's merciful. Come on, somebody. That he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. But unless you lift your head, Ah, come on, help me somebody. Unless you look for a word, God does not speak today with an audible voice like he used to. So what he uses today is special revelation, his word. And then he uses general revelation to show you this is who I am. No, 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 no. You did not evolve from a monkey. Come on, somebody. The earth did not just happen to appear. The Big Bang got nothing to do with anything. Because if matter and force came together, my question is, who created matter? Who created force? Who caused them to collide? And look at how complex you are. Look at who created you. Come on, somebody. I wish I had somebody. Your DNA is different than my DNA. So could natural selection do that? Do I have somebody here today? And I'm just trying to help you to encourage you today. Start getting encouraged about some real stuff. I'm talking about a God who's been showing you. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Someone who's been showing you your whole life. Your whole life. When you were born, when you were little, you had questions. Where did we come from? Who created the sky? And what the world wants to do is keep us so discouraged, watch this, and so misinformed, but the God of this world. Let me help you about the God of this world. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers. 
so that they would not understand the glorious truth of the gospel. See, the one thing that Satan didn't, didn't bank on was the gospel. That Jesus died, come on somebody, for our sins. And I stop by to tell you, man, when I look at, when I look at Abram, man, I, I, I say to myself, wow. But then I see how God deals with him. Can I ask you a question? Do you know how God deal with, deals with you? Some of us are not even interested. Your horoscope can't help you. Your angel number can't help you either. Watch the text. Verse 6. Now, I want to be clear on verse 6, okay? <clears throat> Watch verse 6. See the word what? Then. Now, it does not mean that Abram did not believe before. It does not mean that Abram did not have faith before. I'm going to help somebody with something today. You know how you're saved? Yeah, everybody knows that. You accept Jesus Christ. How many people you've seen done that and then they, they're gone? How many, how many people you've seen baptized, went down a dry devil, came up a wet one? Let me, let me help you with something. If you can't stay in this house, you ain't saved. Seriously, safe people come to church. Safe people can worship. Saved people want fellowship. Saved people, watch this, can pray, read, study, and grow. So having faith alone in Christ alone makes you saved. But along with faith, you got to believe. So watch this. Here's what I found about people. Watch this. They believe in Jesus but they don't believe God created the universe. <laughs> it's deep, ain't it? I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe God. When I look up, I, I think it's something else. How can Peter walk on water? They don't even believe the Bible. Listen to me. This is why we have a lot of false conversions. So this is where you got to look at you and say, do I really believe? And the moment you believe, you are, it's called justification. You are righteous. Okay? Watch this. The other part of your righteousness comes from the Holy Spirit. It's called sanctification. Okay? That righteousness allows you to live right. And then lastly, it's called glorification. When you die and you go to heaven, you can enter heaven because you are now righteous. Perfect righteousness. But here's what I found out about people. The reason why they're still discouraged. They may talk to Jesus talk. Kumbaya. What would Jesus do? 
You know, they got the, the wristband and things like that. Oh, I love Jesus. But your life don't show nothing. Your life don't look like Jesus. You see what I'm saying? Your life is not looking that way. But here's the next point about discouragement. You ready? Let it go, man. Let it go. You know why people struggle with Jesus? Because they wanted a genie. They didn't want Jesus. They wanted Jesus to fix it. But they didn't want Jesus to fix them. Lord have mercy. The text says, it was, he, watch this. He says, then he believed. Can I ask you a question? What more does God have to do for you and I to believe? I'm, I'm saying that disappointment and discouragement you have right now in your life, what more does he have to do for you to really believe? What has he shown you? Can I ask you a question? Does he have to show you anything else? You know that song, he's already done enough. How I go? <laughs> I thought I had. To. Listen, failure to have faith and believe in God will cause us to have a discouraging life. See, the text says he believed and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Listen, that's all he had to do. That, that, that Holy Spirit righteousness is called practical righteousness. Where, where it's sanctification, where, where if all you do is believe, listen, if I were to tell you all you had to do is believe, would you do it? Well, let me ask you a question. How do you know you believe? How do you really know you believe the Lord? You act on it. You act on the principles. You, you, watch this, you abide in his word. Come on, somebody. You're not just giving God just what you got left over. I'm talking about you really believe him so much so that you believe that he's the only thing you need in order to get through this life. It's not about being, being a fanatic. You know, it's not about being so overzealous for something. Listen, when the Lord changes your heart, y'all. But saints, I want to tell you, you got to let go of your doubts. Because some of us, we could be further along, but we have some doubts. Here's where our doubts lie. You ready? <laughs> where do you think it lies? What's that? You know, that's sign language for what? <laughs> you know why God says where your treasure is, there's your heart? Because it's an act of believing. Because your belief comes from where? Your heart. But Abram was rich. See, there's some things that you have that money cannot, that, that you want that money can't buy. You want you a good wife. 
money don't buy that. You want your good husband, money can't buy you that. You want a child, money can't buy you that. You understand what I'm saying? There's some things that you want peace, money can't buy that. I know people with a bunch of money. And they're at home right now sleeping. All cozy up, they got their heat on and everything. But guess what? They dread waking up. But oh, when you believe God, and when you're righteous, you know, you, and, and you could take what you have, like the woman, like the widow woman with Elijah, right? She had a little bit of flour, a little bit of oil. Y'all gonna make me go to Elijah next. And the Bible said what she would do, she would go close the door, you see, and she would just keep pouring and pouring. See, 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 when you trust God and when you believe him, saints, being discouraged messes with your faith. It does. So, so you got to get your doubt out. You know what I mean? Get your doubt out. Look, look what he says. Look what he says next. And I'm closing. I'm done. Shoot, I'm over my time. See, this is what I want to do is 11 o'clock. Verse 7. He said to him, I am the Lord. Here it is. I am the Lord. What did he say? Who what? Let me, let me ask you a question. You're doing all this discouragement. Listen, I've had some discouraging days recently. Okay? I mean, very, very discouraging days. But when looking up don't work, come on, somebody. When looking in the word don't work, I look back. Oh, I wish I had a shouting crew up in here this morning. And I look back to where the Lord has brought me from. And I realize something. That I'm not where I used to be. That I'm not who I used to be. That the Lord is the one who changed my life. I'm not that man anymore. Folk may talk about me. They may lie on me. But I thank you, Jesus, that I'm not looking forward without looking backwards. And I'm not living in my past, but I'm using it as a point of reference. Because every now and then, this journey gets discouraging. Friends are few. Fake people will show up. But I stop by to tell you that God will always be with me. So what do I leave you with? I leave you with this. <laughs> the last point is this. Look where the Lord has brought you from. Do I have anybody here today who want to shout with me? Who want to dance with me? Who want to say, yes, pastor. The Lord has brought me from a mighty long way. I may be down every now and then. But I understand something. That weeping may endure for a night. But joy, I said joy, will come in the morning. 
because all that God has done for me that's enough remember what he has done and where he was brought you from do I have anybody here who want to shout this morning and say thank you thank you Lord on this Thanksgiving week I thank you Lord that you did not leave me where I was thank you Jesus when I look to your word when I look up when I look down when I look back I remember when the Lord saved me I remember how he left he didn't leave me where I was do I have anybody here who has the same testimony that the Lord has been good to you say yeah say yeah say yeah say yeah say yeah do you love him today do you love him today do you love him today high five somebody and tell them I love the Lord he heard my cry he pitied my groan thank you Jesus for where you brought me from I thank him I worship him I love him because he's been good thank you Lord I no longer gotta walk around with my head hung low the word the word my worship the word my worship the word my worship will bring me through hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord man told a story when he was dating his wife they used to go to the amusement park in Baltimore and they got on this ride called the wild moose He said, I suggest that this ride, he said, I suggested this ride very strategically. You see, it was a ride that he knew would create a little fear in her and therefore created a little situation. The ride would take us way, take him way up and dive down and then track back and then return to the starting point. And every time he rode, the car would dip down. His now wife would scream and slide over to his side. In other words, he created a situation. Because he knew she would slide to his side. She had to move in his direction. You see, God creates his situations. And allows scenarios at times that causes issues. Watch this. But he does so so that we would slide to his side. Sometimes that discouragement came so that that disappointment came so that you would slide to his side. And lay in his arms. And know this. That he comforts us. And so I encourage all of you today. Don't let discouragement get you. 
Don't get caught up so much in the discouragement where you start thinking the worst case scenario. Abram was discouraged. But saints, listen to what I said to you today. What is God saying to you that seems so impossible to happen? I don't believe this is it for Vision Church. Let me just say it. Let me just say it. We're probably going to move out of this building. No, we're going to move out of this building. We're going to have a full-blown campus somewhere going close to Burnham up in that area. With, camp, with, with dorms and campuses. We're going we're gonna to take TB Seminary and we're going to make it a place where we are training the next generation of preachers and church leaders. It's not about a full building. It's about you. It ain't what about what it's about. It's about impact. This is just a start. I'm not living for earthly things. But I'm living for heavenly inheritance. And you are part of this. What is God saying to you? Come on. Come on and pray. Let me pray for you. Come on. Big. I'm, I don't come up here with no long, little stuff. Bring, big, bring the big. Bring the big. Bring the big, man. Bring the big. Bring the big. Bring the big. Don't bring the small. I don't want the small. I want to hear about the small today. I want to hear about what seems absolutely impossible. Would you come? Oh, Lord. Don't make me work now. Big. Blow your mind big. Because if you can't believe for the big, then you can't believe in a big God. Your God may be smaller than what you think. Because maybe it's the God you imagine and not the God of the Bible. And watch it unfold right before your eyes. Come on, I want to pray for you this morning.